Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. I have never felt more beefy in your weekly tee box dysfunction alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. We appreciate the support. Download, rate, tell your friends, tell everybody about it. Uh, it's going to be a fun week for several reasons. We're going to get into the absolute bludgeoning that was Maddie Nakati's picks coming up, and we will give you our picks again this week for the power or for the workday charity open at Memorial. Yeah. Um, we'll have that coming up in just a minute. There's some news to get to. Yep. And I, I, I want to lead. I the tea box is mine to start. Okay. Off today. All right. You won last week, so the tea box is yours. Go and, ahead. And I, I where would, do you want to go? Well, here's where I want to go. I want to go with the facts that we now have officially send out the press release, put out the alert. Golf has a new villain, and I'm here for it. Bryson DeChambeau is such a villain in the sport and so disliked. It <laughs> is awesome. Except. Except. He did it to himself, and he keeps I know, and yeah. I love but, it. But he don't want to, the problem is he don't want to be the villain. There you go. I was just going to say, but my problem with this new villain assignment is he's not going to embrace it, and at this point, he has no other choice but then to embrace the fact that he is the most disliked guy on tour, and it's <laughs> not even close. Well, he, he does have a choice. You know what your choice is? Shut the hell up. No. Stop saying stupid stuff. No, like, keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, look, Bryson is I like Bryson. So do I. He's a good dude. But you know what he is? Bryson is the guy at the 10-year high school reunion that when he shows up, you're like, yo, who the hell's that? The in what dude yoked in the way that he was the little guy who was five feet four inches. Weighed 60 pounds, had them thick-ass glasses, passed everything, and sat in front raising his hand up for every answer because he knew every answer. You were like, I hate that little kid. I don't beat his... And, you know, and, but then... Yeah, the science nerd. And you don't see him for 10 years, and then he comes in yoked, and you're like, yo, who the hell is that? He never went here, and he's got a supermodel on his arm, and then you go, hey, man, uh, have we met? And you hear him go, yeah. And you're like, oh, hell yeah, I remember you. You know what? Never mind. I got to go. But here's the beauty of, of Bryson. He's that guy, exactly as you explained. But he's also the dude that comes in. When you see him walk in, it's like that nickname, Bomb Threat. Everybody leaves. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, dude, Bryson's here. I mean, he, he, he has managed to cultivate both personalities. And I've been very critical of the fact that I never believe that the muscle meathead thing works in golf. And I still don't believe it's going to work long term. What? But sh listen, short term, we see this work all of the time. I would not be surprised if you saw two years of Bryson DeChambeau dominance, followed by injury after injury after injury. I'm going to read you some numbers. 
Ooh, okay. I I'm can't wait to hear that. this. Give me it. 377, 376, 374, 367, 366, 365, 364, 362, 365. <laughs> these, it goes all the way down. I mean, these are his driving numbers. He had and 40 are, drives over 350. And these are only good if you're good around the green. And his strokes gained putting this week were phenomenal. But that's so not I, being good around the green. That's being good on the green. I agree. That's, and I give him all kinds of credit for mixing the power and the putting. But I am okay. here to tell you, you're going to get two years of this, and I just don't see it being sustainable. I just don't. Here's the thing. If he can dominate for two years, guess what's coming in two years? Someone else. Well, yeah, somebody else. I mean, who? what figure have we had in golf that's been dominant for two years? None. None since there's not one guy out there right now who's been dominant for two years. So to have a guy who could be dominant for two years, awesome. And the fact that he's as polarizing as Bryson is, more awesome. Well, but, see, no, Brooks, Brooks dominated for a couple of years. He was winning all the majors. Kepka? No, he won the PGA. He was winning every, he was winning every major. Back well, to back US Opens, back to back PGA championships. The dude was just winning anything he wanted to. Major championship wise. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Which I would buy okay. All right. All right. I'll give you that then. If that's okay. If that's where you're going, then uh, I understand. Okay. I will give you that. The thing for me with Bryson is Bryson, I think, has a frame and a golf swing, more importantly, with that frame that can handle the weight. Now, if he gets up to something like 270, uh-huh. then I'm, a, I'm with you. But if he stays around 240, 240, 245, um, I don't see, because his swing is so short anyway, I don't see this being a problem. So you make a good point, because last week you touched on the cartilage with him and how he's, he's very uh, pliable. Uh, very when much it comes so. To- and he's doing all the right signs. That's the other thing about he's this got dude the being a scientist. Yeah. And he's doing all the right he's exercises. He's got the one point. Now, yeah. but, but if you watch some of his swings from the tee box and the absolute thrust and force that he puts on that yeah. lower, uh-huh. I just don't know if the violence of that swing. I, hey, You know who can still send it who? and who's been doing it for more than 10 years? Tim Burke. The dude was a long drive champion. And still goes into long drive championship events and still yeah, but plays. I don't, I don't, I don't care about him because why? All That's does, torque. All he does is long drive. He's That's not hitting right. wedges. There's no touch. There's only torque. Right. There's only he, torque on your body, dude. He's not swinging the club sixty-eight times around and walking for four days. He, he sits in a tee box swing, and swings. No. He is swinging the club 68 times a competition and 100 times a day. And there's no touch. It is only full. That's like saying, well, you know, power lifters don't get hurt as much as cardio guys. You'd be like, wait, what? If all you do is lift the Decent analogy, but not correct. But go ahead. But I'm saying. that's saying. That's like saying a marathoner. And a recreational runner. That's that's like comparing those two. A marathoner is Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. A recreational runner 
is who's, the long drive guy. Well, here, you, let me ask you this. Who's more likely to get shin splints? The marathon runner or the 100-yard dash sprinter? The marathon runner. Correct. Which Correct. Is right. No, he's not. He's a sprinter. He's full force. He's full. He, he, that's what I'm saying. I'm, my whole point is like, my point is. All right, go ahead. My point is, (laughs) (laughs) so my point is that like he has designed his body to take that torque on the driver's swings. He doesn't have to do it on every every swing that he does. It's the touch. It's those now short game touch. That's where he can have the most improvement. So if he's already designed his body to take that force, let's say twelve times around. Let's say he's gonna. Get the driver out and 12 times release the Kraken. Okay, cool. That's 12 swings. Like, he's not going to have that kind of torque on his back or his body on that 80-yard pitch. No, he's not. But he's also, here's, okay, look. He's he's walking. Five, How much torque is on five, his body when you walk? Five miles up and down. Yep. Different types of uh, gravity and movement on your body. Okay. And then knowing... That he only has 12 driver swings around, he's gonna give you even more torque than he would otherwise. Like, but he he has that fairway finder swing too that he's gonna use from from time to time. Like of those 12 swings, let's say eight of them are the Kraken, right? Yeah. And and that means four of them are not. So that's eight full four swings, and now you're just walking a golf course like I don't know you were doing before. It's not anything. So, it's not like he's doing something different or new after he lets loose those huge drives. He's still walking. He did that before. He's still hitting iron shots. Yep, did that before, and still putting. Did that before too. Well, so he I'm, putted, I'm, his his iron shots weren't great. He was putting out of his yeah. mind. But how about like, how about the fact that this dude broke shot link? <laughs> Look, everything that he's doing is incredible, including yelling at camera guys during a televised event. Not incredible. And the stuff afterwards is like that. You know how out of touch you got to be? You know how you don't. You're going to tell me you don't have one dude on your team that's like, hey, man, come over here. Okay, look, here's what's going to go down. All right. Like when you say that that you want to have a little privacy time when you're inside the work, inside the ropes, do you have any idea how ridiculous that sounds? That's why he needs to lean into just being unlikable. But he, but that's the point is he's trying to, he's trying to do it and be like, but see, I, it's all, it's all sunshine and rainbows. Like, I want to show human progress. Wait, you want to show human progress without showing the failures of humans? For how can there be progress without failure? And if you don't show the failure, like, dude, you're supposed to be the smart scientist and you're saying some really stupid stuff right now. Right. Which is who he really is. And Wait. so... He, <laughs> seriously. Wait, well, I mean... The, the Bryson you saw undressing a cameraman right. is who... That's who he is. Yeah, when he was saying, I don't understand why the guy followed me for a minute. You know, I understand he's doing his job, but he doesn't have to stay on me for a minute. I'm, I'm going, dude, you've done television before. So you understand he's not the only camera out there. Like, he's doing what the director and the producer are saying in his ears, stay on Bryson, stay on Bryson, stay on Bryson. So to blame the camera guy would be like me blaming your caddy for you hitting a bad shot. 
You know what I mean? I'm not going to stay on the caddy and be like, why'd you, why'd you let him hit the seven iron when he's going to hook it in the trees and hit it in the water? Why you, you should have told him to hit the, be like, I did tell him to hit the six iron. Why are you mm-hmm. staying on me? Like, I didn't right. tell him, hook the seven iron in the tree, stupid. What are you blaming me for? So blaming the camera guy is like blaming the janitor for a CEO decision. Yeah, and it, it, you and I have had an interesting, you know, with, with Bryson, you and I had a very interesting couple of hours with him. Yes. When we walked a practice round with him at Aaron Hills at the U.S. Open. It was we great. Walked, we walked an entire nine holes with him. Yes. Literally as close as the cameraman was to him, we walked and talked with him, got to know him a little bit. And how he, much fun was he? Like he, he was, was a fun. ton of fun because yes. he was more into showing us his trickery than he was to getting in work. And in fact, his coach got Thank after Eddie. him <laughs> and us because we were quote unquote distracting him because he was so into uh, trying to impress us. But I, I just have this discomfort watching him play golf right now because I don't see it as a thing of beauty. I see it as aggressive. And there's something about it. It's like when Tiger, when I knew Tiger wasn't feeling well and right. I knew Tiger was just trying to, still trying to send it, I hurt every time that he swing, swung. And I have the same feeling with Bryson because I know he's literally trying to probably crack his golf ball every time he swings. <laughs> I was trying to crack the club face of his, it just of his driver. I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't know. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like a guy who's in a long drive contest. Yes. That's the turn and swing. But it's the same thing. Like, I, he had one drive that had a hang time over eight seconds. <laughs> there are punters that dream of that. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's, that's what's crazy. What's crazy is he, he, would, he was hitting drives so far that shot link actually wouldn't register them as drives. They registered them as flubbed approach shots, <laughs> like, like, he, like he flubbed the nine iron or something, which, oh, by the way, he hit his eight iron from 237 out pin high. That's just nuts. And, and the one thing, here's the other thing that's been crazy watching him. It's not the big drives that find the fairway because he's finding about 60% of the fairways. But he's missing so far that normally when big hitters miss big, they hit it where the crowd is. So it's on trampled down grass. But Bryson's hitting even further than that. So the fact that there's no spectators doesn't even hurt him where it hurts other guys. Guys, like when Brooks Kepka misses a fairway, it's going to bang around in the trees, drop down, and because there's no spectators, the rough is going to be nasty. Right. It's going to be gnarly. Bryson is hitting it over those trees, and so when he's missing fairways, he's missing it still past all the trouble. So it's like, well, yeah, from over here, I still got an opening to the flag, which no one has marked off and even thought balls were going to be over here. So that part is phenomenal. I still don't understand your fascination with Wanting him to be the villain. Why? Just because I don't understand for the guy that we know who can be engaged. Like when I, we, me and him hung out at the hero, at, at the dinner, at the hero world challenge this past yeah. year. Yeah. When he first started getting yoked. 
And we were talking about like working out and what he's doing and blah blah. And it was great. And other guys came around and they were coming over and they were like, um, what it be? And he was like, hey guys, yeah, come on, man. He's like, he like really embraces the fact that he can talk to people and have fun and engage and stuff like that. And it's like he wants people to get to know him. And and it's it's so confusing then seeing him say things like he said with the camera guy that he's talking about the PGA tour needs to protect our brand. And then he mentions Tiger Woods and talks about what if Tiger gets caught and he's accidentally number he, one that he gets you don't caught. accidentally right. You don't accidentally do anything on the golf course. All right. There's no such thing as an accident on a golf course. And if you're going to talk about somebody protecting their brand, don't talk about the billion dollar guy. Right? right, who curses more than anyone else and has been caught on TV more than anyone else Dude, cursing and getting mad and is still worth a billion dollars. You know how much that hurt his brand? Zero. Man, what are you doing? So, And now he's got to deal with everyone, of course, talking about, yo, steroids this and steroids that. And how come nobody's talking about steroids? Well, because they test for steroids on the PGA Tour. And because Bryson doesn't have three things. One, he doesn't have a new hat size that's two hat sizes bigger than he had before. He doesn't have braces, and he doesn't have back knee or adult acne. So what else do you want? Like, if this dude was doing steroids, you'd be like, man, this dude got a lot of new pimples we ain't never seen before. Wonder why he got braces. And hot dog, what's the size of that hat? He doesn't have any of that. So steroids, shut up. It's not, he didn't do steroids. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. If he did, great. I mean, it's <laughs> easy. Yeah, but see, I'm one of those people that during baseball steroid era, I didn't care. It was still fun see, to watch. Me too. Home run. See, that's I'm the so, same way. Guess I don't, what? I'm, like, I ain't hitting a home run no matter how many steroids yeah, you give me. You, you know can what I mean? pump me up full of roids. I'm still not moving a 98 hour moving fastball. If I had to go to Dr. Pimple Popper after hitting a 400, I ain't hitting it 400 feet. That's it. No, do it you, don't matter. Do you watch that show? Dr. Pimple Popper? Yeah. No. Oh my no gosh. Chance. No. No. Let me no. There are people that watch that show religiously, and even the thought of watching it makes me want to vomit. Me too. That's the so that's you know those are fetish things that it's like it's like the foot thing. Somebody put a, a toe in their mouth, and it's not their own as a baby. <laughs> like no, nah, that's a hurt. How are you wired that way? Like how are you wired to watch pimple popper like feet? I don't know. I mean, everybody's got their own little freaky deaky thing that other people find gross. I guess I don't know. But feet and pimples. I know. I don't. I don't know, man. I look. There are. Put it this way. There are enough freaky deaky people out there that this Doctor Pimple Popper got a show. That's what I'm saying. So recurring. That means there's lots of people watching. But you look. Have you ever had something that had to be lanced and they had to squeeze stuff out of it? No. Yeah, see, I've had that. I've I don't want to even talk about that. It's Here's not, the other um, thing. I wouldn't want it on TV, but it wasn't even close to some of the stuff that they've shown on TV, which to me, too, goes to the point of why did you let it get that far? Like, at what point you were like, nah, like, it'll go away. It'll just get, it'll get absorbed. But, okay, I, I want to go. Imagine you and I mm. having a beer. And saying, bro, I have an idea for a show. <laughs> I got to make this pitch. Could you imagine, like, you and I walking through that pitch thinking it honestly had potential? And then, Actually, not only... What, we, what you and I would have done, we would have gotten hammered before we went in. Because we that would have been like, the... Oh, we would have just been like... 
Hey. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got an idea. We're going to show a doctor that just pops stuff. But you look, man, there's TV shows that people go on to get their bad tattoos fixed. So that's kind of you know what well, that, that that, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't watch it, but no. I'm, why would I watch somebody who already made one bad life decision now is like, can you cover up my two ex-wives names? With See, the I have a golf. I have a golf show that I want to pitch that I think would be really, really good. But I, I, I don't want to put it out in the public sphere because I don't want it to get stolen. But I think it's a really good idea. Uh, well, if you put it out and you're the first one, then if somebody else tries to do it, it's obvious because you put it out that it would have been stolen from you. I think there are two golf shows that would be fascinating. Okay. Would you watch a, a competition show of chops playing like Weekend Hacker? Between like real chops? Real chops. So can I pitch you the idea that I had? Yeah, please. That's similar to that? Yeah. It's called Pros and Schmoes. Well, that show already existed. No. Not like this, though. Okay. Where a pro golfer has to show up at a mun municipal golf course, not, <laughs> not a nice golf course. They right. got to show up at a muni, and the only thing of their own they're allowed to have is their shoes. They got to go in the pro shop, get a rental set, and they have to uh, get golf balls that are not used on the PGA Tour. No, they have to get refurbished golf balls. Yeah, used golf balls. What, not ones that are not played on the PGA Tour. No, pinnacles. They have to play pinnacles. Or whatever. You can play top noodle. flight. Yeah, you can play noodle, <laughs> top flight. You know, you can even play one of the a Titleist DT Soft, right? I don't care. Like, if you're a Titleist guy, you can always be like, I'm only allowed to play Titleist. Like, all right, you're playing DTs then. There you go. Refurbished I, DTs. And okay. hopefully it ain't got a red stripe on it. And now you're going to go play nine holes with three strangers. And for every shot under par you are, then you get $1,000 to your charity. And then for every shot over par that you are, then each one of those guys gets 500 bucks. No, so no, if no, you I, shoot five over, then those dudes get 2,500 each. And so, but that, what that does is then that, that encourages them to talk the same smack to you, the pro, as you would to each other. Let's workshop this. Hang on. Let's workshop this because it's, it's too noble with the charity thing. Okay. All I just right. want there to be a charity aspect. So if the guy does shoot under par, then at least you, he's not going to take money from strangers. Here's what you do. All right. I got it. You take this concept. Right. All right. Let's use Xander Shoffley because that's the first guy that came to mind. Okay. So Xander shows up in a little bit of a disguise. Mustache. Okay. Okay. He is wearing a, you know, a, a, a golf hat. Doesn't matter. Just kind of a generic golf hat. Okay. A polo and cargo shorts. Yeah. Or jean shorts. Mm -hmm. So they don't know it's Shoffley. Shows up at a muni. Can't be a country club. Shows up at a muni. Right. Everyone's in on it. Pro shop and everything. But still the same thing. Has to hit like pinnacles and rental set. Right. And they pair him up with another, with a threesome or a twosome. Yes. And Xander is just talking all kinds of crap, like just mouthing off. But he looks like the dude that shows up at a and they're like, oh, great, we're playing with this guy. 
<laughs> and then it starts like, hey, you guys want to play hole for hole? I just, you know, but it's got it's got to be a bad rental set. Can't be a good rental set, right? To where the dudes that he's paired up with think that like, oh, we're gonna take this guy for his money, and then money earned at the end of it gets donated to something. It's almost like a golf punk. Yeah, see, what Chris Smith did that a long, long time ago. But what he did with he he took his tour set and just put it in like a Huckleberry Finn bag. And then had like jean shorts and a t-shirt <clears throat> and went to a muni. And then on purpose for the first three holes, like was topping it and sh- shanking it all over the place. And then asked one of the three guys he was That's, playing with, yeah. hey man, could you help? Do you see anything in my swing? And he had this <laughs> 20 handicap. Was like, man, if you set your hands a little like this. And he does it and then wham, wham, just like 300 yard drive. And the guys are like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, man, that I think that really worked, right? And he goes like for the next six holes and shoots like seven under on six holes. And the guys are like, that's amazing. And then he lets them be like, hey man, my name's Chris Smith. I'm actually a pro golfer. And they're like, we knew something was wrong. Like that, let's bring that back. Yeah, like it would be fun to actually put golfers in disguises. That's and what, send and them you out and like I that. can be in the truck. They've got an earpiece in. Yes, yeah. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. This guy's just shanking all over the place and stuff. You could do that with a lot of pro golfers because people wouldn't recognize them if they weren't in their tour gear. Tell me, get Brendan Todd. We could trot him out there. Oh, easy. That would be easy. He might be a little too tall, but if we had it, it would just have to not be anywhere near his house. If we did it where it wasn't near their home, oh my gosh, that'd be great. You know, and the, the guy has to have the right person. Like Ricky would be able to. Ricky as the caddy when he was he was giving people bad advice as a caddy he was a bad caddy that was funny too but it's hard to put so much stuff on Ricky that he's that people don't realize something's not right you know so but I like the golfing thing aspect of it too were you surprised that Memorial came out and said that they're not doing fans no you were absolutely absolutely not I was because- waiting. Why? Because this week, because they're playing this week on the exact same golf course, doesn't didn't it make sense that it was like, okay, look, we're going to, it's almost like the tour had a practice round or the memorial had a practice round. So we get practice with no fans and then we can actually, because there's no fans, do what we need to to the golf course to get it ready for those 8,000s. And like the protocols that they had in place for what those fans were going to have to do every day just to get on property. Yeah, but what confused me about this was, and I didn't find out about it until a little bit later, and I was like, wait, what? They were planning on having a pro-am. Yeah. You're taking one pro and then three amateurs. That's six guys, three amateurs and three caddies, and you're putting them inside the ropes with these guys, and they're not going through the same testing protocols like that. It's like, "Mm, maybe that was a mistake. I believe there was probably so much internal pressure because of these this wave of positive tests continuing to go up around the country. I just think that they would have seen the optics of this. And with Jack involved, Jack and Barbara have done so much for local children's hospitals and this, that, and the other. I think it was the right – now, you know me. In my stance, I want fans. Right. That's why I'm surprised. You were like, I saw this but, coming. Yeah, I'm not surprised at the decision they made. Because now, Michael, we're getting to a point, and I'll be talking about it today, you know, on Sports Center. 
noon Eastern when we tape this on Tuesday. We're getting to the point now, think about this now. It's report day at the bubble in Orlando. Mm. You've got the MLS tournament getting up and running. One team is not playing. In Dallas, because they had so Right. Baseball is Can't start, get their testing right. Their, their test results. Their test, some of the testers didn't even show up for work. They were like, ah, July 4th week. I'm sorry. And, uh-huh. dude, we're, we are seven weeks away from the scheduled start of college football. And so scheduled now, start. Correct. And so we're getting to the point of the year, and this all ties back to the, to the golf tournament. We're getting to the point of the year where legitimate decisions need to be made about a lot of sports. And so the fact that the PGA Tour was first out there, they've had some positive tests, it's just not worth it for them right now with a little bit of momentum to risk the negative coverage of allowing fans back in. Well, this is the good news for the PGA Tour is even though they've had the positive tests that they've had, Mm -hmm. none none of them through contact tracing led back to one another. So the guys who are testing positive are not passing it amongst one another. And that's a big thing. So that the guys who get it, they're quarantined in, in, in a point and in an effect where it's not spreading on tour. And that was the big fear. And so this is where optics, when you were talking about optics for the memorial and not having fans, this is where I think you're right. Where I think you're right is... Even if no none of the players, caddies, or tour officials would have tested positive, if any of the fans that were there tested positive and then the fans started testing yeah. positive, that's a really, really bad look that the tour doesn't need as a traveling circus when all these other teams and sports are going into bubbles and the tour is like, nope, we're still getting on planes. Like, let's go. Let's right. Go. For, let's go Texas, South Carolina, Connecticut, Michigan. What's next? Giddy up. Like, so I understand optics wise why, even if it's not about the players and it's about the fans, that's fine. Well, and I think they, they being the governing body of golf and the memorial and other tournaments, I truly believe that they are willing to let another sport take that risk and they don't want to be anything yeah Yeah, i think they see uh the nfl or maybe one of the football college or nfl being one of those it's like all right they're gonna do it let's let them do it and maybe we can regroup by augusta or later on in the fall true but the, the the thing about the other sports is when you look at those stadiums other than college football most of those stadiums have individual seats so it would be much easier to spread people out. Like there's a person, then there's four empty seats and another person. So social distancing in professional stadiums would be a little bit easier than we have these corrals and only 20 people are allowed in the corral. But then once people are in the corral, if they get a little close because they want to be up against the rope when Tiger Woods walks by, you can have as many volunteers as you want screaming, hey, you guys got to back up, or you start telling people, you're out, you're out. Like, it's too late once they bumped into one another and start rubbing shoulders. So, I don't know, man. I I, I'm, I was hopeful, and I really thought that that, that tournament was going to have fans, but when I heard about them having the Pro-Am and then calling the whole thing off, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally no. fine with it. And I want to, I want to see Tiger. You know, who's still? It's Tuesday when we record this, and he still hasn't declared. So 
I want to see Tiger play a tournament with no fans. I want I to see what that looks like. I want to see what because well, we now saw it, we saw it at the match, but yes, yeah, a real tournament. No, we did that. Yeah, I want to see him walking with Joe in the fairway and the cameras and the the cameras on him twenty four seven, and now there's no fans. So. Any he's, kind of trying to whisper stuff like that? What? He's lived his life in that bubble, figuratively and literally. Yeah. Uh, teenager. Okay. Time now for the picks portion of the program. Cool. Let's get to this week. We don't even no. need to talk no, about that. No, 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 no. Why no. do we got to do what we don't need to talk about last no. week? You know, right. So, as Ugh. we recap Rocket Mortgage Classic. Oh, what's the we? Why do I got to be involved in this? <laughs> Three picks and a sleeper was how we went about this. I will give you the caddies picks. Bubba Watson. Two Miss under. Cut. Patrick Reed. Miss cut. Two under. Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Miss cut. Plus three. Kyle Stanley was his flyer. Miss cut. Minus one. So in total, all four <laughs> of caddies picks missed the cut to finish two under. My picks. Bryson DeChambeau, 23 under, winner. Victor Hovland, 14 under. Ricky Fowler, 14 under. My flyer, Sung J M, 9 under. For a total of 60 under par. Every guy made the cut. Everybody but M was in contention. So bringing our total now, so our record, our record now is one and one on the season, and then overall strokes under par. So you had sixty three under that week. Sixty under. Sixty, and <laughs> you didn't even have a guy make two. Saturday. That's yeah. What is yeah? Can so I just by I text you on Friday night. <laughs> I text yeah. you on Friday. And I, I took to steal a line from Rocky Three. Throw the damn towel, man. Just throw the towel, man. <laughs> so for the over, we're one and one on the year. Caddy won week one. I won week two. Overall, though, I am winning now. I've stormed all the way back. The combined stroke total, I am 75 under par. You are 39. I'm going to need some shots this week. <laughs> I'm about to give you strokes in the handicap. All right. Yeah. So as we go to. The Workday Charity Open, five of the top 10 and 10 of the top 20 in the official world golf rankings scheduled to play. Of the top 20 golfers in the field this week, three of them, Cantlay, Rose, and Kucher, have previously won at Mirfield Village. Cantlay won the tournament last year. So it is time for our picks. And because of the beatdown that I put on you, I will make my selections first. The tee box is mine. Oh, uh, you get deferred. We're going. We're still alternating. You don't That's get to correct. pick all of them. All right, no, cool. I'm not going to take the whole whole thing. The whole lot. All right. So my top pick this week is going to be Justin Thomas. Mm. Okay. I'll see your Justin Thomas, and I'll take Brooks Kepka. Okay. I am going caddy went Kepka. I am going from Justin Thomas 
to Justin Rose. Justin Rose going Justin, Justin. I will see your Justin Rose and I will take Ricky Fowler. Ooh, I went Ricky last week and I liked it. I will take your Ricky Fowler and back him up with Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, man, that's a good pick right there. And I will take your Hideki Matsuyama and I will take John Rahm. I love the Rahm pick. Love it. He was working out in Arizona this week. Feels good about his game. All right. It is flyer time. Flyer? This is where you have to get creative with the flyer. Nah, I'm good. I got it. Oh, yeah. You're so good. None of your players made the cut last Shut week. up. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this one. We you haven't had another guy who doesn't even have a house. All he does is play golf and live on the road. You haven't. We haven't had an argument on flyers yet on what constitutes a flyer. And I believe that this flyer is going to start an argument. No, I don't. All right. My flyer this week, Max Homa. Okay. I'll give you Max Homa as a flyer. That's a good one. I will see your flyer, Max Homa. And I will raise you or lower you, depending on how you see the Flyers, Troy Merritt. Oh, Troy Merritt, a consistent bargain buy in DraftKings. If we would have gone, if Caddy would have stopped shopping at TJ Maxx last week and gone Never. with Nordstrom, we might have won some money in the Maddie and the Caddy DraftKings. But since we went mostly Caddy's picks, <laughs> we didn't. So... We will now put together a recap of our picks, and then we will fire away at our DraftKings roster. My picks, Maddie's picks, after an absolute dominant week picking. Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, Hideki Matsuyama, my flyer, Max Homa. My picks, Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm, and the flyer is Troy Merritt. All right. So... Here's where we are with the DraftKings. Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, and John Rahm are – Justin Thomas is the most expensive at 11100 But since I won last week, we have to take him. So now let's see where – so now we will go one off your roster. Let's see who we can afford. Ricky Fowler, 9000 He's in. My roster – Still too expensive. Max Homa, 7,100, he's in. How much is Troy Merritt? 7,000, he's in. How much we got left? We have an average of 7,900 for two players left. Let me give you the 7,900, guys. Ustazen, 7,900. Bubba Watson, 8,000. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 8,000. Matthew Wolf, 8,100. Matthew Fitzpatrick, because guess what? He's got bones cadmium for him this week. Done. There's Done a little nugget. There's a little nugget. So and it's 7,800. I just love how this is going to finish up because it's 78. We have 7,800 left to spend. We can spend it on Phil Mickelson, Kevin Streelman, Jason Day, Cameron Champ, Brent Snedeker. Um, Kevin Streelman finished fourth last year at Memorial. And he comes into the week. 
stats. He loves that golf course, and it's going to play. It's supposed to play a little bit shorter and a lot slower. Well, I say a lot slower. The last time we saw Kevin Streelman, he came off a second-place finish at Travelers. Okay. So he finished second at Travelers, and last year at the Memorial, when it was set up in full force, he finished solo fourth. Now, the one thing to take note of, because everyone's talking about, oh, they're going to set this course up a little bit different. It's going to be shorter and whatnot. Well, shorter is relative because they added new tee boxes on number eight, number 11, and number 15, which took the golf course from 7,392 yards to now 7,456. So, yes, they can shorten it, but how much they shorten it will be maybe a little bit less. It'd be easy to skew the numbers because the course is longer anyway. The other thing that they did on this golf course was they added new fairway bunkers on six holes. They added so you're new doing fairway all of- bunkers on 6, 7, 10, 11, 13, and 18. All of this to spend $7,800. Do you want? No, I'm just giving uh, everybody a heads context. up. Here's some context on how the Probably course is going to. Yeah, just some stuff on the golf course and how it's going to play. So like- it's going to look and play a little different. So you like Streelman. Why? Who do you like? I like Columbus resident Jason Day. The problem with Jason is it's a home game. With no fans, comfort in a bubble environment. I guess, yeah, see, that that changes things when it comes to Jason, is that because now it's a home game with no fans, he doesn't have to worry about friends and family. Correct. So, and, oh, man. J-Day is the same price as Streels? Yep. It, it's, it's no travel, it's his bubble. I, that, that, to me, is a no-brainer. I don't know, man. Just home games are tough because... Even with even with no fans, so he's coming off the last time we saw him, this dude missed the cut at Rocket Mortgage and shot four under. He finished 46 at Travelers, shooting seven under. He did shoot in the 60s all four days. In the in the in three of the four starts back because he didn't go play in Texas. Right. He's gone miscut T46 miscut. And now he gets the comfort of his home, and by virtue of my beatdown, I'm using that and exercising that power. Jason Day is in the lineup. Are you serious? Yeah. Shouldn't you at least, like... Nope. You don't even want to see what his record at Memorial's been like? I'm going on a... Overall? I'm flying on a feeler. That's what I did last week. Just listen. Hear me me, out. let Let me give you the roster. And tell me you don't love this tasty roster. All except Justin, one, but go Justin ahead. Thomas. Yep. Troy Merritt. Max Homa. Ricky Fowler. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Jason Day. Oh, that's good. Like, you think so? Yeah, I've already seen. I've already spent our millions. Oh, bro, just listen. I want to. I want to give you a <laughs> stat real quick on your boy Jason Day. You want to wait, 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 How about this? Let's just do a little side action now. You wanted streels. I wanted Day. Little side action. Got it. All right. Got so, it. What are we playing? What are, what's this for? What's the uh, action? Let's figure that out, and we'll tweet it out. I'm going to tweet out our picks today. But okay. we're going to end today's podcast with an announcement. And the announcement is this. Coming at the end of July, the huge three-day 
Tumblebrook <laughs> Country Club Invitational. Yes. Member guest. It is one of the most intense member guests in Connecticut. Three-day invitational, match after match after match after match. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, practice rounds Thursday. None other than Maddie and the Caddy are going to be competing in the Tumblebrook three-day invitation. Time. It's time to take the game on the road, baby. We are in this thing to win it. Yes. Yeah. What? How does the matches work? I have put out word to local government and tournament officials that, that Caddy will is in officially joining me yes. as my member or as my guest. <laughs> It's just big. He's going to be staying I'm at the Maddie compound. I know. I know, man. This is a big moment. So, I am, uh, I'm over the moon excited. I, I have to get a whole bunch of practice in between now and then. I've actually, in preparation of this, brought my putting tool inside. Awesome. And we'll be putting around the crib a lot. Unfortunately for Maddie and the caddy, the one thing that is so disappointing to both of us is that we are missing uh, Tahoe this year, the yes. American Century Classic, which is being played with no fans uh, back in Tahoe, which we definitely still left our mark the time that the last time that we were there, which was phenomenal. And they have been asking desperately to get us back there again. But next year. Fortunately, it didn't work out. Yeah, so next year we got if we got to go in hazmat suits, I don't care. We're we going gotta, next year. We got to find a way. Yeah, but we got to find a way. The appearance we will be making is at the Tumblebrook three day invitational. I'm getting on a plane. You're getting come, on a plane. I, like, you we'll know, you know what this safety, means? You'll get through all, you'll go you, through all the safety yeah. protocols that you have yes. to make to be eligible. And it's going to be huge. Now, I'm going to be sitting it, in a suit made of bleach. We need <laughs> we need to get with our folks at William Murray Golf, make sure we're all apparelled up. It's gonna be big. Bro, I got this box from them. I'm good. When? Uh just not too long ago. All right. I'm gonna have to yeah. text our boy Brandon Barrett. Uh get some of the newer stuff. Hopefully none of them they they still have the smalls for me. I was gonna say, because I don't know if they carry a size, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't so, have kid sizes. <laughs> what we're going to do is we lead up to the tournament. Once I get more on the format, how it goes, we're going to put it out to the patrons. We're going to set a goal score for us each day because we're playing matches Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Is the format – yeah, because, okay, that's what I'll be anxious to see. Is the I format think like playing, alternate I, shot? Is it going to be best ball? I know it, how's that gonna... two matches thir uh, Friday, three oh. matches on Saturday. It's a lot of golf. Nice. Okay, so I really got to get the train. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go. All right, so Caddy's uh, cutting carbs out for a minute. God <laughs> dang, I don't believe right, this. So, so that's get all Bryson bulked up. Did you see? And can I just let everybody know, if you're not following Ian Poulter, it's Eddie amazing. Pepperell, and yeah. Lee Westwood online, I don't care who you are and how old you are. Farts are funny. They're just funny. And so what's been going on with Ian Poulter is now – Pepperell and Lee Westwood joining in on stuff too. Holy fun bunch. It has been hilarious. So Bryson's got the week off this week. So he's he's in he's in Denver doing his thing. So Find follow him. that. 
Follow right. us on social media at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. I'm going to tweet our picks. We'll throw some, and then be sure, the tournament, when we get to three-day invitational, the Instagram is going to be the, the thing to follow, yep. all the videos and stuff going on. So get ramped up for that. I'll tweet our picks out. I'm going to go do Sports Center, and cool. we will be back with you next week on another edition of Maddie and the Caddy. For the Caddy, Michael Collins. I'm the Maddie. Go get some work in, Caddy. <laughs> I got to give up desserts. I don't believe this. Later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.